Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Good day. Thanks for joining me. Today, I want to speak about strength in an uncertain world. Finding strength in a chaotic world. There's not much in life that we can be certain of. So how do we find strength in which to live our lives? And what does the Bible have to say about this? Well, I'd like to read you three short verses as we kick off today's podcast. The first is Hebrews 12.12, which says, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Ephesians 6.10, which says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. And finally, Joshua 1.7, which says, Be strong and very courageous. Now, with everything that comes against us in life, the burdens that we have to bear, the first question we have to ask ourselves is, is this even possible? <laughs> is it possible to live in the strength of the Lord? Well, it must be because God told us that we could be strong, that we should be strong. In fact, that we must be strong in order to fulfill our God-given destinies. So now that we've established that living strong is certainly possible, let's start with a couple of questions. How does it happen? Does it happen by accident, by chance or coincidence? Is it simply fate? Either you are or you're not. You're stuck with what you got. <laughs> does it happen by Hanging out with the right kind of people. Is it contagious? Is it limited to certain personality types? Is it an event or a process? Well, let's start by discerning the difference between our natural human strength and being strong in the Lord. The Lord has graciously given us all a measure of strength in our bodies and soul. But today we're speaking of the strength that comes from God's Spirit. So when do we step out of our strength and into God's divine strength? It must have a beginning. There must be an ignition point. Stepping into God's divine strength has got nothing to do with our physical bodies or our personalities. It's birthed by the Spirit of God. And it has to start with an encounter with God. Let me give you a couple of examples. God met with Moses and Joshua. And through those meeting times with them, they received the strength from on high that they needed to deliver the nation of Israel from under the oppression of the Egyptians and from slavery and to usher them into the promised land. Sometimes 
the strength lies dormant waiting to be stirred up. For example, God stirred up Ruth. He stirred up Esther. He stirred them up for a particular time when they needed to rise up in the strength that he had given them in order to fulfill their God-given mission. Sometimes God interrupts our ordinary everyday lives like he did with Mary and Elizabeth when God announced to them that they were going to have children. Children born for a purpose and a destiny that would transform all of our lives. Sometimes God causes us to do a U-turn, like when Jesus called his disciples, saying, come follow me. The disciples were on the beach mending their nets. Jesus simply walked up to them and spoke those three profound words. And scripture records that the fishermen left their boats and nets to start a new life with Jesus. Sometimes God meets us at a high point, but very often he meets us in the darkest, lowest points of our lives. So you see, there has to be a start. There's got to be an ignition point where we start to walk in his divine strength. And that ignition point will always be an encounter with God because the strength comes from him. It comes from his spirit into our lives. But what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be strong in the Lord? Well, we can't judge by the standards of the world with which we are familiar. Let's look at a couple of things that the world says and believes. The world says that being strong is being independent. I don't need anyone. I can do it on my own. However, as believers, we are completely dependent on God. The world believes that when you're weak, you are down and vulnerable. As believers, Scripture records that when we are weak, that He is strong. The world's strength can come across as arrogant, egotistical, and proud. But Scripture records that the men and women who walked in the strength of the Lord were humble, contrite, and meek. The world, in their determination and efforts to be strong and to rise above their peers and their opposition, are ready to mock, scorn, and shame others to get ahead. Whereas as believers, we're taught to honor God and to honor others. The world tells us that to get ahead, we've got to be willing to step on others. Whereas scripture teaches that to get ahead, we've got to be willing to serve others and to put others ahead of ourselves. The world believes that to get ahead, I need to accrue as much as I can. 
even at the expense of others. But scripture teaches us to give away as much as we can, even at our own expense. The Bible says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. The Bible teaches us a spirit of love and generosity. So as you can see, we can't define the strength of law that, that the Lord gives us by the standards of the world. We have to understand his strength in light of the life that Jesus lived. The life of love. The life of service. And Jesus constantly gave honor to his Father God. To the Spirit of God. So we have to understand being strong in the Lord by the standards that God shows us. Well, as we seek to understand this, in life we are taught to invest for the short, medium and long term. And I believe three key questions we need to ask as we plan to live strong in the strength of the Lord is, how do I get strong? How do I stay strong? And how do I finish strong? So, as you can see, firstly, we have to understand that there is a process. How many of you know the time to get fit is not on race day? It's too late by then. Those who had a plan and a strategy well ahead of race day and diligently trained themselves were those who were well prepared and were able to give of their best. We can't live an ad hoc, inconsistent and erratic Christian life and expect to live our best life. Success starts with a plan. There is a saying that says, Failure to prepare is preparing for failure. And even God, although he knows all things, says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. So God has set an example for us to follow. Even God said, For I know the plans. So, what is his example? Well, firstly, we have to discover God's plan. Then I believe we have to develop our own personal plan. How are we going to come to grips with God's plan? How are we going to implement that plan in our lives? And as we begin to implement it, we have to stay for the rest of our lives, really, in a process of Refining that plan and the way in which we implement it in our lives. When we know there's a plan, we seek to understand the plan and we seek to continually and consistently implement the plan. We are setting ourselves up for success. We are setting ourselves up to live in the strength that God gives. I'd like to read for you from Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2. And 
as you'll see in a moment, the scripture talks about planning and preparation. And God is speaking to Joshua. And God says this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. So God says, get ready. Do you know that if we're not ready in life, then we'll miss out on opportunities. There may be relational opportunities. There may be career opportunities. There may be opportunities in the areas of our interest, like our sports. And you know that if we're not ready to engage with God and to be obedient when He speaks, then we will miss out on God-given opportunities. That's why God says to Joshua and to the Israelites to get ready to make preparations to cross over the Jordan River. Why? Because he's got something that he's about to give them. Do you know that God has got things that he's prepared for you to be a huge blessing to you, to you, your family, your friends, your church. But like Joshua and the Israelites, we've got to get ready. We have to make preparations. When we train ourselves by daily engaging with God, then it causes us to be ready. By doing that, we're making preparations so that we're ready to receive that which He wants to give us. We make preparations and get ourselves ready in many ways. But the most basic and important of these ways is through the daily reading of the Word, through worship, and through prayer. Do you remember that old song? Maybe you sang it in children's church. It goes like this. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. On the other hand, it says, Neglect your Bible, forget to pray, forget to pray, forget to pray. Neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. <laughs> it's a funny song, but it really gets the message across so clearly to us. We've got to remember to do the basics right. Just like an athlete has to do the basics right to prepare for race day, consistent training, training to a plan and a strategy, proper rest, proper eating and nutrition, those things will cause an athlete to be ready for race day. And likewise, we are running the race of life. And when we master the basics, the fundamentals, and we are consistent and diligent in these things, reading our Bible, engaging with God in worship and in prayer, He will cause us to grow. He will make us ready. He will train us to be ready for the opportunities that He's going to bring our way. Friends, we've got to be ready to cross 
over. God said to Joshua and to the Israelites, get ready to cross over. To, to cross over what? Well, there was a river, the River Jordan, separating them from the promised land. On the other side of that river was the land of promise, the land of blessing, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God is going to cause us to cross over things in our lives too. Things that are separating us from the blessings that he has planned for our lives. Yes, there are hurdles that stand in our way sometimes in life. There are things that we have to get over, get around, get through. We've got to be determined. We've got to be focused. And we've got to be ready. So that when God speaks to us, we are ready to step out in obedience. And as we wrap up today's podcast, I'd like to read for you a couple of verses from the story. It comes from Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 1 to 5. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things for you. So in this passage we read how God gives the people a number of things that they need to do in order to prepare themselves. And they had to be watchful. They had to be available. They had to be ready. And friends, as we are watchful, as we are available, and as we come before God diligently with a prepared heart, He will make us ready to cross over those things that separate us from the fullness of His blessing. And I'd like to end with this. There's this beautiful line at the end of this passage where Joshua speaks to the people and says, Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things for you. And friends, that's my encouragement to you as you listen to me speak. Consecrate yourselves. What does that mean? It just simply means get yourself ready. Set yourself apart. Let your focus be on the Lord. Have His Word in your hearts and in your mind. Be aware of His presence. Be fellowshipping with Him. Be prayerful. Why? Because when we do that, the Lord will do amazing things for you. God bless. Have an amazing day and an incredible week. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?